0: It's over. Did you enjoy Cortex Grey? I did. Do you know what? I did too. Yeah. It was a welcome thing at that time in my life. Over the last couple of months, I've been very busy. Yeah,
1: see it's it's good it's good to have breaks mm-hmm. throughout the year. One time in the you year. You don't need an endless ceaseless grind. Oh god. That pulverizes your soul Jesus. into tiny little shards that never ends. No, breaks breaks <sighs> throughout the year. It it makes life it makes life better, Mike. And you agree. You agree now.
0: No one's forcing you to be here.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're forcing me to be here. Am I? <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here, Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, happy yeah. to be here. But not every week.
0: I'm in the cottage. Hey! I'm in mega office. All set up now. All finished? 100%. Well, <laughs> it says as 100% as it can be, you know. Will it ever be 100%? No. It's like no, that bridge, you know? The bridge that people paint forever.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Really, I feel like uh, we've I'm... had this exact conversation before, so I'm not going to redo it. Uh, <laughs> okay. I have been I have been alerted to the fact recently that um, the way that I say the name of my office mm-hmm. uh, makes it sound like it's spelled M E G G A R, which I enjoy quite a lot. The idea of it being Mega R Office. Uh, <laughs> so that is a, That's the thing. So Mega Office is fully taking shape. I have a couch my thinking couch thinking couch Uh, I have a sit stand desk which I have stood at once Uh, (laughs) but I can do it if I need to oh and I have a drone now ooh (laughs) that's a whole thing that I've been playing around with Adina bought me a drone for Christmas
1: well Merry Christmas Casey Neistat what are you gonna do with that drone (laughs) I like
0: Casey Junior thank you very much
1: (sighs) okay Casey Jr. Casey
0: Jr. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I'm I'm i really enjoying the drone.
1: What drone did you get? What drone did you get?
0: I got a Parrot Bebop 2. And uh, we have basically come to the idea that this is my practice drone. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, okay. Because, right. you know, like the really good drones, they're like a thousand pounds or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my drone where I learn how to fly a drone.
1: So th- this is your entry-level drone. This is
0: my entry-level drone where like it does it it does a, it does a pretty good job um and it's also that the, the controls are easy to use mm-hmm. so i'm getting used to it it's a whole mm-hmm. big process you know flying a drone
1: it i i don't think it looks easy like I'm, I'm i'm always impressed by, by people flying the drones uh it it looks quite hard <laughs> i only uh-huh. lost control of it once
0: Uh uh-huh. i was kind of making it hurt around me in a circle Uh, And and this, I actually put this in my YouTube video, like a video that I just put up about my tattoo. I put um, some drone footage at the end of it. And the last Mm -hmm. clip is like the drone flying around me. And then Mm -hmm. like just it just carries on. Mm -hmm. Now, in real time, that was when I lost control of the drone. It was supposed to just keep going around me. (laughs) And I didn't know where it went. (laughs) It -hmm. was behind me. And it just went off and nearly hit a tree.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but the footage looked really good. <laughs> right. And through the magic of editing, you can cut it the frame before it would be obvious that something exactly. had gone wrong. <laughs> so it looks like you're a pro. It's the frame before it snaps back where in like the opposite <laughs> direction as I
0: try and take control of the thing again. Well,
1: that is a fantastic a fantastic Christmas present, and I look forward to seeing more drone footage in your future vlogs.
0: Yeah, somebody somebody said to me in, in the YouTube comments, uh, why why haven't you taken the drone higher? Mm -hmm. and it's through complete fear of the drone like it can go a lot higher than i've taken it but i'm like i'm so scared of it like it's Mm -hmm. it's a really weird feeling to have this thing that i'm both excited about and terrified of it's Mm -hmm. it's it's like owning a lion it's like you trained it and it's just like a little lion cub but like at some point it's gonna scratch your face off
1: yeah it's a wild creature yeah that needs taming Mm-hmm. But
0: that's kind of what makes it so exciting. At the same time, I don't have many. I don't, I'm not a risk taking person in that way, you know, like an adrenaline risk taker. Right. But the drone is is a weird kind of bridge for that. It, but I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I wish I could have seen my face when I opened it. It was a surprise. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, you bought me a drone. I think that was what it did.
1: <laughs>
0: but I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm, I I wish I had more time to go and just fly it around
1: parks. It's very it's very cool looking mm-hmm. and I feel like this is this is another stage down the path yeah. of now being like a like a professional amateur level vlogger, prime league. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? You're no longer just a beginner once you have a drone and you start learning how to make it follow you around one-handed or whatever you're going to do with it, then then, you know, you're moving up there in the vlogging world. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Will you let me fly your drone?
0: Yeah, if you want to
1: it's a terrible it's a terrible decision but yes do you want to fly it? yeah I would totally love I've never flown a drone I think it would be interested to try to fly it see how high it can go
0: yeah so you gotta go go high and go far like don't see the drone anymore that's the goal
1: that's that's what I would want I can't see it and then there's just a button I press and it comes back right that's the way it should yeah. work actually yes mm-hmm. awesome see perfect yeah. there's nothing to worry about then mm. I'll fly it real high for you Mike Oh, you? yeah that's what you're good at yep
0: you go for that <laughs> This episode of Cortex is brought to you by our friends at Casper. Casper is a company focused on helping you sleep. That's why they created the one perfect mattress that it sells directly to you, the consumer, and finds a way to eliminate these commission-driven inflated prices that you may have been used to if you've been to a reseller or a showroom in the past. Casper has an award-winning mattress that they developed in-house. It's obsessively engineered at a shockingly fair price. Casper's mattress is made of supportive memory foam, and it has just the right sink and just the right mounts. Plus, it's designed to be breathable, so it will regulate your temperature throughout the night. Casper also now offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. Look, buying a mattress on the internet could seem like a strange proposition because, you know, you haven't got to sit on it. You haven't got to lay on it. What are you going to do? How do you know if it's going to be right for you? Well, it doesn't matter because buying Casper Mattress is a completely risk-free process. They offer free delivery and free returns to the US and Canada with a 100-night home trial. So you order it. It comes in this lovely little box. You bring it upstairs. You open it. You cut the bag open, the mattress breathes itself to life, and you get to sleep on it for 100 nights before you decide if it's right for you. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything, but I reckon you're going to love it because Casper mattresses are awesome. Casper understands the importance of letting you sleep on that mattress before you commit to it, especially because you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Mattresses are a long-term deal. And that's why Casper gives you that 100 night home trial. You can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com cortex and using the code cortex at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much to Casper for their support of this show and Relay FM. I've also taken some steps professionally. I've, I've been doing some more serious things as well. No. Over Cortexmas. One of them is I have started time tracking. Finally, (laughs) (laughs) yep, I have started time tracking. Um, The the kind of the reason for this, which I uh, I think we're going to get into a little bit later on, but the kind of the basic reason is because we are uh, Relay FM is looking to get like a part time assistant for me to to help with some of the work that I do. Mm -hmm. But before we can kind of go down that road. We need to understand what tasks this person's going to take. Mm-hmm. And because they're going to be, you know, the, kind of the idea is to kind of do contractable, billable hours with this person, I need to work out how long these things actually do take me to do mm-hmm. the some of the tasks we're handing over. So I have started time tracking everything that I do work-related, just also because I figure if I'm going to go down this route, maybe it's time to start realizing just how much time I spend on things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I am using a service called Toggle. T O G G L um, toggle is I think primarily a web service. Um, they have apps, but they're not great. Like they have an okay iPhone app, nothing for the iPad. Um, mm-hmm. I spoke to their customer service over Twitter, and it looks like they have absolutely no plans for an iPad app either. <laughs> uh, it's like we'll let you know if things change. Means never going to happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we've we've added it to the support queue for feature requests. <laughs> like okay, yep. goodbye. But
0: uh, I have been using a uh, friend of the show, Federico Vitici of Max Stories Workflows that he made for the iOS Workflow app mm-hmm. um, as a way to do this. And uh, I was talking to Federico about this, and he said, have you been speaking to Gray? <laughs> and I said, no. And he said, oh, because you both started asking me about this at exactly the same time.
1: Yeah, so you, you mentioned... Uh... Toggle, as recommended to you by Federico a couple episodes ago. Yeah, at, at around the time I was saying, like, I'm looking to switch my time tracking systems mm-hmm. because I had outgrown uh, my hobbled together Rube Goldberg machine that I was using to track my time previously, uh, which was great, but past its past its prime. And so, yeah, one of um one of the big things I did over Cortexmas was. Uh, I had a period of about 10 days where I was really rethinking and reworking a, a lot of things related to my business, and one of them was involved in setting up time tracking, and... Uh, <laughs> Because you recommended this, I tried it out. I found that same article that Federico had written about uh, writing this little workflow to interact with Toggle.
0: Because they have an API.
1: Yeah, so, so you can write these little scripts that it sort of talks directly to the web server, so you don't have to use the apps uh, that are on your phone, which is nice for a bunch of reasons. And I was playing around with it very seriously for a few days. And then essentially, I harassed Vitici about this because I I started messaging him like, hey... Do you think someone could write a script to do these I, I, I additional kind of, features? Kind of
0: Say thanks to him. And this is when he said, like, it's like I'm working on one for Gray. He's like, I'm gonna make it a bit easier, and then I'll send it to you.
1: <laughs> he understands my level. So okay, like, I'll
0: put some instructions in, and then you can have it.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I, I feel I feel much better then that his his effort was doubly well spent then because yeah. I, I was harassing him. I'm like, what I would in, what I would like is to be able to control everything in the API that Toggle makes available, right? Like everything I can write to the server, I want to write to the server. Uh, and so he was very nice and, and wrote another custom version of it that could do more because web API stuff is, is a bit beyond my skill level. Ooh, I was like
0: looking through it and I'm like, I have no idea what any of this is doing.
1: Yeah, the web API stuff gets really complicated and really programmery very fast. Yeah, uh, but But once he did that, Uh, I then took the thing that he gave to me and I modified it really extensively to work with the way I want my own system to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have come up with, we can talk about it more in detail later. Like I'm still playing around with it, but, um, just as you have moved from the step of no time tracking at all to work time tracking, I am I am experimenting with this season doing time tracking for my whole life. So what I'm trying to do is actually just have a timer running if I am conscious about like okay. I want to have a I want to have an overview now, not just of my hardcore work, mm-hmm. but now that I have a stronger, uh, better, more flexible in many ways system. It's like, let let me push this to the absolute max, at least for a little while, and see what that tells me about myself, because I found uh, that the first time I started doing time tracking, you learn a lot about yourself that you don't necessarily realize. Oh boy, do you? (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm taking that, I'm taking that, like, I've done the first stage of this, I'm doing the second stage of this, but this is what, this is, this is what I am dying to hear from you, Mike, because... I always push people to do time tracking, and what I'm always trying to do is I'm mentioning I'm mentioning like one key case, right? I'm always telling you like, oh, you need to know the value of your of your of your time, you know, in terms of dollars, right? That's always the thing that I'm harping on. But if you can get someone down that path, now we can have the conversation about like, what does your workday really look like, Mike?
0: (laughs) So I'll say before before we. Dig into this and, and before I have to go to the corner and cry for a little while. <laughs> Having only been doing this for a couple of weeks, I've already started to have the thought of should I track everything? Like I've had that thought. I'm like, should I track the time that I'm reading Twitter? Like, so I can see how you've gone down that route. Mm-hmm. Like I can see the value in knowing what I'm doing at all times. I'm not going to start doing that yet, but I can see that if I continue to keep doing this, like I think that I will, I can see myself getting to that point quite quite easily, actually. It seems like a logical step.
1: Yeah. I, I would seriously recommend not doing that at the start.
0: I don't want to do it right now. It's too much.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I, I would honestly wait something like six months of mm-hmm. just tracking your work time before you even think about trying to track everything because it's it's enough to do just the work time.
0: Like I'm constantly forgetting time as, as it is, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. just constantly forgetting them. I have been looking forward to this conversation and dreading it in equal measure because one, like I think it's like a really good thing for us to get into, but Mm -hmm. the other is like, I know where it's going. I know that you're going to push me to do the, how much is my time worth thing. Mm -hmm. And I really don't want to do that yet. (laughs) Like I, uh, I viscerally do not want to start doing those calculations hmm but here we are so let me tell you what i have learned so far having only done this for about two weeks
2: mm-hmm.
0: basically i've learned some key things and i don't know how i feel about them there are times in the week where the sheer amount of my time that is podcast editing is concerning mm-hmm. the recording time the amount of time that i spend recording is about what i expected but the editing time is way out of whack
1: Okay, so w- way out of whack, as in you're spending way more time editing than you thought that you were doing. Than I thought, yeah. Okay, that's not too surprising. I mean, because the the shows are the shows are scheduled, right? Yeah. You're, like this is this is the whole the whole lesson to learn from all of these things is you can't trust your brain for anything. No, right? Your brain's terrible at everything it ever does. Right? Yes. Uh, so, like, your brain is an adversary, like, or it's an incompetent. It's one of the two all the time. Like, yep. hey, brain, how much time do I spend on editing? Uh, 20 minutes. Like, there's no idea. Whereas, that whereas, uh, you can look at a calendar and see that you have booked in recording slots. Yep. So, I'm, I'm not surprised that you have a better sense of that. Uh, but, yeah, so, the editing's taking longer than you think, huh, Mike?
0: So, there are a couple of shows that throw out whack. So, like, there's this show and there's another show that I edit where I edit very differently like I'd listen to the entire thing and spend a lot of time on it Mm -hmm. so when when I do those shows it pushes the numbers up significantly quickly in the week because I Mm -hmm. tend to do this at the start of the week so that like throws it out of whack for like three quarters of the week right Mm -hmm. because I'm aware of those I know how long they take me like so that's that the problem that I have is all of my other shows Mm -hmm. shows that I thought took me 20 minutes to edit taken Mm -hmm. me about 45 Mm -hmm. and I am not happy about that
1: yeah and that that's what that's what can kill you right because you you have a bunch of shows that probably fall into that category
0: oh it's like everything
1: yeah (laughs) right you're yeah you're losing half as much time as you thought you actually had
0: it takes me two to three times the amount of time that I thought it took Mm -hmm. and this has been a really harsh realization Mm -hmm. Like I was talking to Adina about this and I was like, and I explained it to her and she's like, yeah, it takes you about 45 minutes. She's like, I know this. Mm -hmm. Like I say, I'll be back in about 20 minutes. I'm going to go edit upgrade. And she knows I'm gone for 45. Right. But Like in my (laughs) mind, it only takes 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm very uncomfortable about this because I have now opened my idea to the fact that my brain has no idea what it's doing. Like, right. I was convinced that that was how long it took me to edit a show like that. But I'm not just off by a little bit. It's like a factor of two at minimum.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is why it is so, so important to do. Because you, mm-hmm. you just cannot trust yourself to have any sense of how long it really takes you to do things. This is, yep. this is why for, for anybody listening, if you, if you work for yourself, if you're working for a company, if you care at all about how you are spending your time... Just do some time tracking on the things that are, like, most important to you. And you, you like, you will see it revealed how your time is really being spent. Like, you, mm-hmm. whatever you think you're doing, you're going to discover where you are surprisingly wrong about yourself.
0: So one thing that I was wrong about that I'm happy with is the amount of time it takes me to prepare. So I spend more time preparing for shows than I thought I did. Hmm. But that's something I'm happy to know.
1: So why is that why is that? What do you mean?
0: So like I spend more time putting our documents together and doing research. Mm-hmm. And that is the type of time that I'm pleased that I put in. Oh okay. Because I thought that I wasn't spending enough time preparing. Like I spend about as much time as I thought I should be to make a good show,
1: right? Okay, okay. I see I see what you're saying. All right,
0: that's good. Like I was maybe self-conscious of it, mm-hmm. but I was wrong to be. It kind of felt like if I'm not doing adequate preparation, I'm kind of like a fraud, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? That like I should be prepared for the shows to make the best show that I can make. And there were times where I was like, I'm not doing enough of this. So it's like I'm kind of just like winging it. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: But that's not the case. Like when I look at the actual numbers, like I'm spending about as much, if not more time than I thought that I should be. So I'm happy about that. Like and, and the thing is, like, the edit is the same side of it, right? Which is, like, making the show better by doing the editing. Like, I agree with that. But it's it's because I had a real idea in my mind of how long that took me. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a time for the preparing because I I tend to do show prep for seven days for each show. Like, I'm always doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. as, as an idea comes to me or as a story comes to me, like, I'll pick it up as I go. So, like, I'm not sitting down for, like, a block of time and doing it. Right. That's how I do the edits. I sit down for a block of time. So I thought it took me this amount of time. But mm-hmm. I'm really wrong about that. And, and that is, that's what's concerning to me. The preparing stuff, I don't feel like it's a real suck of time. Mm-hmm. Because it's happening in these little bits.
1: And it's also just time really well spent. Right? Like, like this, yeah. this show exists because you put a bunch of time into the show notes, Mm -hmm. right? All of your shows are better if you put time into the show notes ahead of time. So that's, that, that's, that's great to find out that, you know, perhaps you had the feeling like you're doing it less because of course, in, in any conversation, like conversations evolve as they go on and they're never going to follow the show notes entirely. So there is, there is an element of, even for the most prepared conversation, both parties are still sort of winging it throughout that conversation.
0: But it's the right kind of winging. It's like informed winging.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So maybe that's why you were feeling that way a little bit. Mm. But yeah, the editing time, you know, that's that's something else that's maybe, maybe maybe something can be done about that, Mike. I I don't know. What do you think? Not yet. Not yet.
0: Okay. So I've been thinking about it. I've been talking about it. And it is a clear thing that I could do something about, Mm -hmm. but I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. I am not ready to let go of what I consider to be an important part of the creation of the shows that I do. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like many of the shows that I do are as good as they are because of the edit that I put in. Mm-hmm. So like the, the difference, I think I've explained this, but like a show like this, I go back and listen to the whole thing for most of my other weekly shows. I don't do that. But what I do is I take notes as the show's going on and then I go in and fix those points. Mm-hmm. So like I'm editing whilst we're recording Mm-hmm. because I'm noting the things that need to be fixed and then I go in and just fix it to each one of those points. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it means that I can get the shows out, especially the, the topic-based shows, the the weekly kind of news-focused shows, they can come out in a timely fashion, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I can put a lot of edit time into them because of the way that I do it. But unfortunately, it's taking longer than I thought. But I don't mm-hmm. want to let it go yet because I feel like I would be kind of losing part of my voice of the shows. Mm-hmm. Now... There might be, you know, I'm starting to think about, okay, which shows are most important for that? um, Which shows matter at least? Like, I'm trying to sort of, like, roll these things around in my brain. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not, like, mentally ready to let go of anything like that yet. It's understandable. Understandable. Um, You know, it's like how I, I would never pass the edit of this show to anybody. Because this is, like, the most of all of them. Mm-hmm. But like it's like with the other shows, I mean and you know why that is, right? Just because of the the type of edit that we do on this show, it needs our opinion. Yeah. But like all of my shows have that to a degree, but it's not as strong.
1: Right. It's yeah, it's it's more you're sliding up and down the spectrum of this. And yeah. Cortex is a show which is at the most extreme end of that.
0: And I only have this opinion about my other shows because I do this one because it's changed the way that I edit. Mm -hmm. so like i more now than like two years ago i feel like my editing is part of the voice and tone of voice and like character of the show than it was before
1: i've gotten into your mind mike
0: you've destroyed
1: me so (laughs) if you want to take
0: over in editing for me that'd be
1: awesome i I do not i do not my my job is simply just you know just to keep infecting you with ideas and, and watch them take root
0: so like we're gonna talk about year of less again but like this Mm -hmm. is part so like when I was originally thinking about what my year of less might look like Mm -hmm. it might be handing over some editing work but now I don't think that's gonna be how it is gonna be in 2017 Hmm. But there is there is a silver lining to all of this I do not work For intense periods of time for as long as I thought I did.
1: This is the other thing I have universally found that that people discover, right? If they're they're serious, if they're doing the time tracking right, you almost always realize you're way overestimating how much time you're really working.
0: So I, again, I've maybe done this on one quiet week and one busy week,
1: right? Yeah, it's still very preliminary. It's still very early.
0: However... I am working out that I maybe work between 20 to 30 hours a week Mm -hmm. in intense time. So this includes, Mm -hmm. like, recording shows, editing shows, preparing for shows, and dealing with sponsors, Mm -hmm. like, and maybe having calls about things. It's like, that is, like, solid working time. And I'm pleased with these numbers. But what's not trackable are a couple of things, really, is thinking Mm. about work.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And also dealing with the little things that pop up. So Mm -hmm. like someone might ask me a question. Someone might send me a quick email that takes a two-second reply. But these things happen for as long as I am awake. (laughs) Right. So I may only work four or five hours on that Wednesday. But I could do a half an hour's work at 9, an hour's work at 10, one hour's work at 12, Mm -hmm. and one hour's work at 6 p.m. And it is the what I have realized is that it is that the fact that this work can happen for as long as I am awake is what makes it feel like I am always working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to do anything about this. Mm -hmm. Right? There are ways that I can make this better. I could not look at my email other than a specific time of the day. I could not open Slack other than a specific time of the day. Like I know I can do all of that, but I don't want to do that. That's not how I want to work. Like, I currently, I like to work the way that I do, which is to always be working, right?
1: I will interject here and just say that while for many people, I would recommend exactly the things that you just mentioned, I would not recommend them to you. Like, I I still think that your business and your involvement in it really benefits from you being around and available to a lot of different people. At a lot of different hours, like I, 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 really think that your availability makes a big difference to how well Relay is doing. So you, you, even if you wanted to crank it down, like I think you are in a very difficult position to even do that.
0: So the thing that it is doing, though, it is making me feel better knowing this.
1: Good, good, good.
0: Because I am realizing, like, I feel. Like I'm really busy all the time, mm-hmm. but it turns out I'm not as busy as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Like I am not working. Like my, my the thing I used to say was I'm working for as much as I'm awake. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt, and now I understand where that feeling's coming from, and now I'm able to fight it. Like I'm able to answer back to my brain when it gets in that mode and mm-hmm. be like, okay, then smart guy. Open Mm. toggle and look at your report of the day. Right. Oh, three hours. (laughs) So, like, this is not a, ha, look at me. Like, I only work 20 hours a week. Because if I would have tracked my time when I worked at the bank, I would be really keen on seeing what that looked like. Because I think it would probably be less. Because, like, as I said, this is not like Mike is chatting with someone, you know that's not billable. hours. like when I'm chatting to somebody at work or like Mm -hmm. I'm going for lunch or like this is like pure time where I'm like this is 100% work. I am like doing this. I'm doing that. Like this is like what I genuinely feel like a 40 hour work week actually is for most people. Mm -hmm. Not everyone, Mm -hmm. but most people. Like people are not in consistent, constant, intense work from nine to five. Humans do not work like that.
1: No, humans can't work like that. And I think this is this is the really clear distinction to draw is, uh, you know, like but in my old time tracking system, I was only tracking the really valuable hours. Like, did I just spend the previous forty minutes really writing? Yes or no, right? And if the answer was no, I wouldn't track it. And it's like again, yeah, nobody does eight hours a day of that kind of work, right? Where you are really focused value generating work right but everybody can be kind of like at work for a really long time and doing a bunch of low-level stuff that makes you feel like I've been working all day yep right but like but how how much real value creation has occurred here I have a weird
0: job um, so my numbers I reckon are higher than most people like for example this week uh, Monday Tuesday Wednesday have all been over six hours. Mm -hmm. but that is like because the type of stuff that I do is incredibly time intensive it's like Mm -hmm. speaking to somebody for two hours and then working on it for what turns out to be an hour Mm -hmm. Uh, like those things can add up quite a lot Mm -hmm. and what I have really noticed is like so last Friday I had seven hours of work that I logged Mm -hmm. and I felt like crap last Friday (laughs) right and this week like I've been doing a consistent like six hours a day hmm but I feel okay because I knew it was busy week mm-hmm. and it's like this is confirming that feeling and I'm yeah, I'm more tired and you know what's been really strange. I've noticed that I've been sleeping in more this week than last week mm-hmm. like I've been waking up a little bit later mm-hmm. like it is really opening my eyes to how I work in a really interesting way
1: yeah if you pay attention to that you'll you'll see that those those overwork times is like you're gonna pay for it one way or another. <laughs> I still, I still love and am envious of your your busy week and not busy week, uh, because you have a bit of that like averaging out effect occurring there, uh, which I which I still think is is fantastic. But I'm really glad to hear that you are able to push back against your own brain a little bit with the when your brain says like oh I've been working all day it's like okay but how much really yeah and and just the knowledge of that the ability to push back on that a little bit I think. Can really help reduce the like feelings of of busyness and stress and overwhelmedness, but you are totally right that there the the main thing that is untrackable by even the best system is the thinking about work time that is a futile thing to try to track, and that is something that is like outside the system and kind of around it all the time and and that that is again one thing when you're like running your own company or doing your own thing. It's very hard to get away from that, yeah, but just trying to be trying to be mindful of it, I think is is very helpful. Like am I thinking about work and doing anything about it now, or is it just something that's on the back of my mind which is causing me stress? Like even just trying to be aware of that sort of stuff within the context of a time tracking system is is very helpful.
0: So it's been a very strange couple of weeks, but good, I think overall. Like I've learned some valuable things, and mm-hmm. it's already made me kind of rethink what I thought twenty seventeen was going to be like for me. Wow, I know, right? Because I was, I was moving down a road, and mm-hmm. all it's done is just make me take like I'm I'm taking a, a sooner junction, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the the goal is still the same, but the way that I'm planning on achieving that goal different.
1: This episode of Cortex is brought to you by Hover. When you get a great idea for the name of some project that you want to work on, a business you want to start, a website you want to run, whatever, Hover is the place you need to go to register your domain name. They're simple, they're fast, and you don't have to opt out of page after page of add-ons that you don't want or need. It's just really simple. You get in, you get your domain name, you're done. You don't have to click through 100 pages of things where you're unchecking boxes for stuff that you don't want. It's just nice and simple. Most people also don't realize that when you register a domain name, by default, all of your information is made public. Many other registrars will make you pay to hide that information, but not hover. They're on your side. They think this is just part of what owning a domain name is, and so it is included for free. When someone tells me they want to register a domain name, I tell them to go to Hover. So if you have that idea rattling around in your head, you have the name for the thing that you want to make, grab the domain right now. And to do that, go to Hover.com and use the promo code Cortex to save 10% off your first purchase. That's Hover.com, promo code Cortex, 10% off for you. Thank you so much to Hover for their support of this show and all of Relay FM
0: we had spoken about year of less a lot last year right that was your theme of 2016 was the year of less comma me Mm -hmm. and as we were approaching the end of the year i kind of said that that was my plan for 2017 like my plan for 2016 was make a business work
1: like Mm -hmm. make it
0: really work that is your plan
1: Mm -hmm. like just do it get Um, this machine off the ground and just make it go
0: So my, and also like buy a house, like become an adult, like, but 2017 for me, like, I want to look at what year of less looks like. Mm -hmm. And my, I had originally considered that year of less would be less content creation. Hmm. So less shows, less editing, because fundamentally they are the most time intensive things that I do is making the shows. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I was like, but I like that. (laughs) Right? Like, it's like the reason that I can sit with like six or seven hours of tracked time is because it didn't really feel like work. Like, it is my job, but I really love doing it. Mm -hmm. So, is that the right stuff to do less of? I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure that I would be happy with the balance after that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, making less or, like, turning down. Like, my thought was like, okay, maybe stop one or two shows that you're doing right now and stop taking on any new projects. Mm -hmm.
1: But I love
0: new projects.
1: (laughs) You do. It's my
0: favorite thing.
1: You always get very excited when you have a new podcast in the works.
0: Or, like, anything, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the vlog. Mm -hmm. Like, I shouldn't be doing that. No. No. Every number, everything says you should not be doing this. But I love it. Like, it is it is like a hobby now. Like, it is just this little creative thing that I get to do. And I've kind of come to the realization that that is not what I should be cutting down on. I should not be taking away or slimming the reason I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, the primary reason that I wanted this business to exist is so I could support myself to do these things. I don't have a business so I can run a business. Right, right. Because that's what I would end up doing. My business would exist so I could enjoy being Mr.
1: Business Person. Right. And some people do like that. But that's not what I do. It. Yeah. that's 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 their thing. But that's not your thing.
0: You know, it was like, I think I mentioned this on the show a long time ago, which was like when I would talk to people at my old job and tell them that I was leaving to start my own thing. And people used to say to me, I've always dreamed of running my own business. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And it's like, that's not a dream, <laughs> right? Like, what is the thing? And then they'd be like, I don't know. I just want to have my own business. Like, and I think that's the type of person that like will run a business because they like the business, which is mm-hmm. totally valid. Mm hmm. But it's not where I come from. Like for me, it's like, and I think this is the same for you. Like, I think your goals are slightly different to mine, but it's the business is a means to the end. Mm -hmm. And the end is like whatever it is. And for me, it's to just make the stuff that I love. And I think for you, it's maybe more to like to have control of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they are like what is caused by the business. And so maybe what I need to do is remove some of the business.
1: So that's where you're going to try to cut down on things.
0: Assistant, not editor.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. All right. right. This is good. This is good. So what we are currently like the the
0: reason I am time tracking is so we can work out how many hours could I give away to someone else. Hmm. Right? Because we know if we want to if we really want to bring somebody on, we have to give them a significant amount of time so it's worth it for everyone Mm -hmm. right so we are looking at hiring somebody on a part-time contract basis i will just take a very slight break right now to say please do not send me any applications (laughs) this is going to be a formal process thing
1: your comment in the reddit is not an application (laughs) yeah an
0: email is not an application like until like there is a and i will talk about it i will tell the world when it is there we, will, we are going to create a real job posting that outlines what we need from someone, what they need, and what they can expect, right? Like, it's going mm-hmm. to be a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, please, if you are interested, do not send me anything because it is, it's not it's not the way, right? Like, we're going to have a real way. Now, if you've been listening to this show, you know, like we spent a lot of time talking about gray hiring someone and like the process and we don't have mm-hmm. that process in place. Mm-hmm. There will be one, but mm-hmm. we're early in this, mm-hmm. right? Like right now we're like still working out what will this person do, like that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, right now you're even feeling out what are the what are the areas of responsibility that this yeah. person could even have.
0: Yep, we don't even know how many hours it's going to
1: be. Right. Yeah, you have no idea. You need to do more time tracking to find that out. Exactly. But
0: primarily, right now, what this person will be doing is helping me with coordinating and management of our sponsorship process. The most businessy part of our business. Mm-hmm. It is like talking to people over emails, arranging mm-hmm. and having telephone calls, um, booking inventory into our system. So, like mm-hmm. when somebody buys a spot and putting it into spreadsheets and systems that we have, and then ideally as well, this person would kind of help with some copywriting. So helping us put together the bullet points that we give to our hosts so they can talk about the companies that are sponsoring. Mm -hmm. That is what this person will probably be doing. And I, in a weird way, and I think it's a weird way, I enjoy running our business. But it's not the thing I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that I could conceivably give to somebody else to help me with. If I think of my work as art... Mm-hmm. Then it's harder for me to give some of that stuff away to someone. Like, if somebody filled in for me on Cortex, right? Like, that would be great for my for my graphs, you know. But that's not <laughs> mm-hmm. going to happen because no, it ruins no. the show, right? It's yeah. me and you. So like, Disapprove. I can't give these Thumbs things down. exactly, and it would never <laughs> happen. Uh, I could maybe get like an impersonator, but great Gray would know.
1: Need a Gray impersonator on the show. Mm,
0: maybe I, should, I could look into that, or maybe I could just like try and do your voice. <laughs> Or, like, you know, we just cut together clips from your YouTube videos and, you know? Ooh, I'm like, yeah,
1: I'm liking the sound of this.
0: All right. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to start getting a lot more stuff right on this show, I think, is what's going to happen. <laughs> so, like, I'm just thinking that maybe what I can do is, like, start to pass off a lot of the things that don't need don't need my input. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spreadsheets do not need me. Right. Right. And so this is kind of where I'm coming from. So yeah, so year of less, I think is going to happen. But it is significantly different to what I expected it was going to be.
1: This is the whole value of doing the time tracking and thinking about what you're doing and just being more aware of your work. And instead of having in your mind like a like a big blob that's just labeled work mm-hmm. you know if you're doing time tracking like you're you're pulling out the different pieces you are thinking about them more intentionally and then this this allows you to kind of siphon it off in your mind into different categories and and this is this is exactly how i started like you know um the one not super valuable category that i did track because i just wanted to be aware of it was what i I've threw everything else under the category of administration, right? So when I was tracking time, I was yeah. like, am I doing emails? Okay, this is administration. Am I doing stuff related to taxes? This is administration. Am I fixing a typo on the website? This is administration. It's, just, it's like essentially anything that needs to get done, but is not related to revenue production yep. right, or product production. Yep. Like all of this just is filed under administration.
0: Do you want to know what one of mine is called? What? Sponsor aftercare. <laughs>
1: Sponsor aftercare. I yeah. like that. <laughs> that is like
0: such and such person has an email that they need, but like the deal is already done. Right. Now it's just like little bits and bobs. Right, right. There's know?
1: aftercare that needs to happen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like fixing a URL or like delivering a contract. Like it's it's things that are just, they happen afterwards. They're not, you know, they are not directly revenue generating, but they need to occur.
1: Right, there are things that need to happen, mm-hmm. and it, and it was being aware of not even the sheer amount of hours that I was spending on administration stuff, but but simply becoming aware of okay, which subcategories in this administration land can I get someone to help me with, and and that was what started it off for me, you know, getting an assistant in the in the first place was was like you said, does this this spreadsheet. That I'm just putting some data into. Does does it need to be my fingers putting in this data? No, it doesn't. Right? And so, like, just start building things up from there. And you know, it's it's been nothing but great. And you know, I've also had uh, the same experience that you did, where you know, you talked about how Adina was aware that, like, oh, you think something's going to take twenty minutes, right? But it actually takes you forty five minutes. I was really aware with a lot of the administration stuff related to posting the podcasts i realized through time tracking the same kind of thing like i thought this was a 45 minute job tops but turns out all of the steps took me a whole afternoon and i didn't know this but my wife always did when i said like oh i'm just gonna post the show i'll be right back and, she, right? and she's like he's gone for the whole like for the next three hours <laughs> you emerge right? from the cave two days later yeah. bleary eyed <laughs> Yeah, it's like he thinks he's going to be right back, but he never is. Like this this takes a long time to flip all of the switches and like do all of the things to make a thing go live. And and so that was one of these cases of like, okay, these steps, does it have to be me doing this? No, it doesn't have to be me doing this. Also, the time tracking is showing me like I'm losing a whole afternoon every week to this when I mentally think I'm not losing that time. It's like, okay, this one, this one is going to get passed off to somebody else. And and like And for me, the year of less last year, letting go of a lot of the reins to that kind of stuff was was a big deal, Uh, but it was, you know, the end of it was just great. It was fantastic to do.
0: So, right now, my time tracking is is quite basic. Mm -hmm. So, I'm interested to kind of see a little bit how you're doing it, because all I'm doing right now is I have got some projects and tags. Then that's all I'm doing. So a project might be show recording, a tag might be cortex, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So like I'm just keeping it like super basic because you can add all these like descriptions of the tasks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. not really doing any of that right now because I'm trying to make it as simple as I can for myself to just be adding it in. Mm -hmm. But does Mm -hmm. that sound like a reasonable system to you?
1: I mean, here's the thing: it's it's so personal doing something like this. Uh, it entirely comes down to what are you trying to get out of it. And, you know, when I talk people into this, I always suggest, like, just start with the simplest thing possible. Yeah,
0: it's like I've, went, I've decided to go really high level with mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah.
1: And I think that's that's perfectly fine. Like, if, if anybody's starting time tracking against, like, just track your your best high value hours and, like, leave it at that, mm-hmm. right? That's totally fine. Because I think what what happens is you either discover that this is like, um, basically, there's a feedback loop that happens with some people, right? So, so some people, they'll do time tracking, and then they'll stop, and they'll realize like, okay, I have some insights, I have some idea about how my time is being spent, but I don't feel the need to keep doing this all the time. But for some people, it ends up becoming a positive feedback loop where you you feel, okay, I've started this, I'm getting value out of this. And then it can make more sense to try to more fine-grain down what is actually occurring. And so, obviously, I'm in that second camp. And now, you know, it's been a long time since I've been time tracking. I've been spending a lot of time with Toggle. And this is why I was harassing uh, Federico to give me every option because I'm going to use them all to do this. What I would say as fine grain as I think is reasonable, but probably most people would think is is an unreasonable amount of detail. But the the high level picture for me is, I want to be able to see how much time just in total do I spend on Cortex, right? How much time do I spend on Hello Internet? How much time do I spend on the YouTube videos? And I do have breakdowns in there. Like it's going to be interesting to me to see. Like how much time is spent editing versus recording or how much time is spent writing versus working with the animator. Like Those things are interesting. But ultimately, it really is that like that high level stuff is where most of the value can come out of. Mm -hmm. So I think as long as you have like a, a reasonable high level breakdown that makes sense to you about what you want to be keeping track of and what is important to you, I think that's fine. Uh, but you know you can get you can get really crazy with this. I'm just thinking that this is this is slightly crazy, but I set up a little um system with toggle using uh zapier, the other if this then that service. I set up a timer that starts automatically when I should be awake. oh, and the timer is called sleeping in
0: oh right so what that's amazing
1: so at the minute my alarm goes off. A timer starts, which is called sleeping in. I like that. And I'll tell you, that is really effective to getting you out of bed. Because, you know, you're sort of like half awake. And when you're self-employed, there's a bit of like, does it matter if I get up now or five minutes from now? No, it doesn't. It's like, but now it does. Because... Someone's watching. Exactly. I have a a black-colored top-level category in my system called sleeping in. And I want to see that bar be as small as possible. And so that's, that's, that's an example of like one of these things that like maybe a little bit far, but, I, but like I actually want to know like how, how much time do I end up spending sleeping past when I think I should be up. And then this also acts as like a little motivator. And so it's like, you know, as long as it's like a few minutes, that's fine. But I just want to see and knowing that it's there is really helpful.
0: Yeah, I'm close to, like, setting up the Zapier stuff to just do some automatic things. Like, as you said, I don't really need to be pressing buttons to track when I record shows because I know how long I'm doing that for. Mm-hmm. And so this would just be that, like, Zapier is, like, another web service. It's like if, if this, then that. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit more advanced with some of the stuff that it can do. And it's a paid service as well, right? I think although exists, there is a paid component.
1: Yeah, it's free to a certain level and paid after that.
0: So there would be things that I could do that it could watch my Google calendar and it just automatically log time based on an entry.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I find that kind of thing really interesting. This is, if I was going to set like another theme of my year, I'm, I'm really interested in making my computers and my technology work for me. Mm. So one of them is, and I'm going to spend some time talking about switching my to-do system at some point. Uh, soon on this show as I'm looking at moving to Todoist mm-hmm. because it also has a web API. So mm-hmm. you can get all of these systems talking to each other. Yeah. And that is becoming um, an increasingly interesting idea or proposition to me. Mm-hmm. I am putting input into these systems and all it does is just sit there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm there is no reason why these things can't be taking the input and turning them into something of use to me. And so that's what I'm starting to look at.
1: Anything with an automation is a, is a total win, right? Like it, it just, it pays dividends for forever. So I actually, just because I'm curious to, to see, I do have a, a top level project, which is called automation, because I do want to see like, how much time does it take me to actually implement these systems, right? And, and to actually get these things working and to think about like what is what is the payoff in these? And this is also the case of like, oh okay, we talk about it a bunch on the podcast. I end up feeling like I'm working on this stuff a bunch, but the actual time tracking data reveals like this is the time you spend on automating um the time tracking thing itself or like I spent a bunch of time uh reworking my email system to do some stuff automatically. It's like this is a trivial portion of the time you spend working. Mm-hmm. And I'm also tracking it in a time when it is going to be ludicrously lots, right? It's like between the start of December until now, I have spent 10 hours and 53 minutes working on various forms of like setting up my systems. And this is, this is a time when I'm redoing my entire time tracking I redid my entire email and I'm also redoing a whole bunch of stuff related to my own task management. And this is the kind of thing that like this level happens maybe once every two years on average. And so like, it's just, it's really interesting just to see in the data, it's like, this is a trivial amount of time that will dramatically decrease as we go forward. Uh, But that just keeps paying dividends. Uh, forever out into the future so
0: i'm not even really doing thinking about doing these types of automation things to save time Mm -hmm. it is to have these systems doing something that i cannot guarantee which is remembering
1: yes yes
0: it is like computers won't get this stuff wrong my brain does exactly and so i want these types of like redundant systems to be occurring Things to be triggering, things to be firing. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm really like, the, you know, there are two people in my life that I'm taking this inspiration from greatly, which is you and Federico. Mm-hmm. And the way that you two work is something of great interest to me, mm-hmm. clearly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to be like you both, the way mm-hmm. that you work. You know, like I, I've seen some of the things that Federico is able to do with these automation systems, and they are frankly mind blowing. And and I really want to be able to start relying on this stuff more, especially as there is a chance that I am about to start working with another person closely. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I work with quite a few people in my life on a very close basis, but the way that I would potentially be working with an assistant is very different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's going to start to change the way that I work significantly. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that that's going to be quite an interesting change and so i figure whilst i'm going through all of this how about i start set, putting some systems in place to get a virtual cloud assistant as well
1: yeah having stuff work automatically for you is fantastic And i, I was playing around with some of the same things of uh you know the, the way my like, essentially, the way my flights end up in my system, it's like, oh, okay, I can have this information pulled out and then just auto-add it into the time tracker. It's like, great, so I don't need to be running a, a timer or anything that says, like, oh, I'm on a plane right now. It's like, nope, this just fires off automatically. I never have to think about it. And it's just there. It's just there as part of the data. And anything that can happen automatically is is a big, is a big win. Uh, I, was, I was actually really annoyed because I was, I was digging around in... Um, workflow and I, w- I wanted to write a little workflow that could pull out like the exercise and mindfulness data automatically but it's, it seems like i can't quite do that but it's like ah, oh, here's the thing i just like there's data right there i just want to automate it and pull it out eventually that'll happen right but not right now i still need to be flipping flipping switches manually but anytime you can set something up automatically and then just never think about it again i feel like it's such a huge win it really is one last thing with the, with the time tracking though is I think like you've been doing it for two weeks, and that's great, but you really can't trust the data until you've been doing it for a little while, sure. because you do always have this. In the beginning, there's there's two things that are happening. There's one is you're setting up and getting used to the system in the first place, uh, which can be like quite a mental shift. Like you were like you were saying as well, just you're kind of forgetting about timers sometimes and you just have to think about it you're even thinking about like how do you categorize stuff and then this can also end up causing like a bit of an observer effect where you can end up feeling like you're kind of performing for the clock because you're much more aware of like i am time tracking now i should really be doing something right uh, like right. this this is uh this is like the hawthorne effect like any kind of observance will increase productivity on a temporary basis. Like, there's an observer effect here. It's just that the observer is you. And so I think it's it's useful just to be aware that if you can establish this as a habit, you end up with, like, truer data later on when this is just something that's just part of what you're doing every single day.
0: Yeah, like, what I'm seeing right now are just, like, early trends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. It's, it's not data that I can build on, upon because, mm-hmm. I mean... I've had like two weeks, and especially with the way that my calendar flows, the way that I structure it. I need like multiple, multiple weeks mm-hmm. to get a really good idea of what, Of even if like quiet week, busy week is even a thing.
1: Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> That's an excellent point, right? This might be entirely in your mind, Yep. right? You're just thinking like, oh, my week with Gray, it's so relaxing. There's only one, one show to do like it's quiet week very little work but it might not be the case.
0: Yeah, I've renamed it to like stroll in a meadow week, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, F. that's right. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just a thing to be aware of and 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 Yeah, it's a good point. You if you can establish it as a habit, it's it's fantastic. And again, the thing that I'm I'm attempting to do, which I find is so much harder than I would have guessed at the start is with all my crazy workflows adapted from uh, Federico's stuff you, in Toggle, what I love is if you start a new timer, it automatically stops the old one. So you don't need to be like, stop the old timer, start the new one. Uh, I've been setting it up so that I can just on my phone, like press a bunch of buttons and it will automatically start like a very specific new timer. And what I want my goal to be is that for this season, essentially, like I wake up and I'm always just starting a new timer. Right. That like throughout the day, there's no point that I ever like stop a timer. I'm always just starting something new until the end of the day and then I stop it. But when you're doing very intensive time tracking and what I'm what I am finding absolutely fascinating is how intentional it forces you to be about the whole day. And like the the first few days that I was doing this, like I'm having a hard time logging eight hours of what I'm doing. Like there's, there's so much like unintentional time where you're thinking like, what exactly am I doing in this moment? Like, what is, what is this thing? Like, I have found that absolutely fascinating to observe. Like (laughs) not just, not just the work hours, but like all the hours, what are you doing? And being aware of how often your brain kind of slips into, like, I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing mode and, and trying to fight that. It's
0: like existential time tracking. (laughs)
1: it's it totally is it totally is but i I have i have two categories that i've i've put in uh, my system which are like unintentional video games and unintentional media consumption (laughs)
0: whoops video
1: game (laughs) But, but here like here is the thing That is a, sub like, if you pay attention to it, that is, like, a subjective experience that can happen. And I think it happens to a lot of people where it's like, did you mean to watch a bunch of YouTube videos or did it just sort of happen and it's an hour later?
0: I will notice that I have been, like, accidentally playing Super Mario Run Mm -hmm. this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I need to go and do that thing just after two games
1: (laughs) right exactly right but that but that's that's how your brain gets you right that's how your brain tricks you it's like oh we're just gonna get one more you know pink coin that's all it's gonna be we just got to finish that one right and then like two hours later uh so like but but i think like that is a perfect example of a like a category that i'm i'm just being aware of as a thing because i also think it's important to to divide it into intentional versus unintentional like what I don't want to do is be tracking a category like video games because video games are are a form of enjoyable recreation for me but what I'm trying to see this season with the time tracking is like I want to shift more of my video game and media consumption time from the unintentional category to the intentional category like that's that's one of these things that I'm trying to see with like my leisure time how am I spending it, and and just how to be more intentional about the things that I'm doing?
0: You keep saying
1: season. It's oh. just
0: like it's the Grey TV show
1: this season. This season of Grey's Life.
0: Oh, what's this uh, all
1: about? Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh
0: <laughs> oh, he's been caught out. <laughs> no, it's, it's. I
1: I didn't realize. I, I didn't realize I was doing it. Um. Okay. So sometimes I I I, I will realize that i don't like a word and i'll end up trying to find a better word to describe what it is that i'm thinking about and for me one of these things has just happened i will try to fix it in the future but i don't i don't know how much i can do it is i've always thought in terms of quarters but i've just never liked that and so in a bunch of my documents and other things essentially anywhere that i had the word like quarter mm. i've switched this over to think about seasons like seasons make way more sense to me. So it's a season as in like fall and summer, not season as in this season on the Great Show.
0: But you don't really mean fall and summer, though, do you? You mean Q one, Q two, Q three, Q four?
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, but not really. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. because I'm not actually the the reason I can. Here's the thing. The reason why I kind of didn't like Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 is when I'm thinking about my own... Basically, like, I have just come out of... Look, you you asked me the question. Like, you're you're pulling on a little thread. It's really fun to watch you scramble. Well, no, I'm not scrambling. What I'm trying to do is thinking about, like, how much do I have to explain to give you a satisfactory answer? No,
0: I I, I tell you what, let me see if I can help you. Like, you don't work january to march like april it's not like that exactly yeah. yeah but it is still cut into four but it's not four by three
1: yeah that, that that's about right and and really um in turn in ter- it i'm also using season because it in, in some ways like my business intentionally really slows down over the summer and so the summer season is almost like not even like it's very different from all of the other ones And so it almost feels like I actually kind of have three seasons that I really need to think about work, which is spring, fall and winter. Uh, So basically, like talking about the quarters was just overly precise. And I was aware, like it kind of bothered me when I talked about my quarterly reviews, because if I look back on like documents and little notes to myself that I create, I realize it's actually, well, I tend to do three of these a year. And there are at times where it feels like, okay, just just like now, I just came out of a really big, I'm doing a huge review session. And it's like, and this was very much like, it is winter. I'm thinking about what is coming up. Uh, I tend to do one in April, and then I tend to do another really big one when I come back after the summer in in the autumn, in like September. And that's why I was just thinking, like, these quarters don't mean anything. I don't like this word. It's not an accurate description for what I'm doing. And I'm always... I always hate things that are overly precise. I'm just always aware of that. And so I thought, like, I'm going to stop using this word in my own documents and in my own little planning things. Uh, so that that's that's the answer to why I'm using the word season, is that's sort of mentally how I'm thinking about things instead of talking about quarters. Does that answer your question, Mike?
0: It does. It does.
1: I'm glad that amuses you.
0: You don't do quarterly do reviews anymore. You do season recaps.
1: No, it's seasonal reviews. <laughs> not season recaps. There's no show. There's no show. Are you sure? Although I could be recapping the previous season. I essentially do that. Exactly. Okay. Maybe that can be part of the process.
0: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by our friends at FreshBooks. Now... You may be out there working an independent life. You may be billing people. You may be invoicing people. You may be a freelancer. If you are, you know what it's like to race against the clock to wrap up the projects that you're working on, to prep for that meeting or call you have later on in the afternoon, all whilst trying to tackle that mountain of paperwork and get those invoices sent out. This life can be challenging. This is the life of a freelancer. But our friends at FreshBooks believe that the rewards of this are worth it, and they build tools to make all of the challenges easier for us. The working world is different now. With the growth of the internet, there are opportunities to be self-employed that just never existed before. Like, Look at me and Gray. I make podcasts. He makes YouTube videos. These things didn't exist before. So to meet these needs of this growing internet economy, FreshBooks has been working tirelessly to create an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. The new FreshBooks has been redesigned from the ground up with that idea in mind. It is custom-built to work exactly the way that you do. You'll be able to be more productive and organized whilst also being paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only really easy to use, it's packed full of powerful new features. You can create and send a professional-looking invoice in less than 30 seconds that is all built in a new WYSIWYG interface, so you'll know exactly how your invoice is going to look when it arrives in your client's inbox. You'll be able to set up online payments to just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster than anybody else. And you'll see when your client has seen your invoice too. No more guessing games, no more chaser emails and with FreshBooks is all new notification system every time you log in you'll get an update of what's changing your business and what needs your attention all of this is coupled with a beautiful new design which is all focused on letting you know how your business is doing FreshBooks is offering a 30 day unrestricted free trial to listeners of this show if you ever send invoices please try FreshBooks I've sent I think 900 invoices of FreshBooks and I have absolutely no desire to look anywhere else I really love FreshBooks look just go to freshbooks.com slash cortex to try them out for 30 days and in the how did you hear about us section enter cortex so they know that you came to them from this show thank you to freshbooks for their support of this show and relay fm is there a 2017 theme for cgb gray you mean year of less was like you know that was a thing do Mm -hmm. you have do you have a 2017 theme is it year of more
1: Uh, i know why you're asking this mike because you want to know ahead of time what your theme for next year is going to be. <laughs> We're done. We're done.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>
1: I, I do I do have I do have a theme. This is a this year it's going to be a little bit more vague and it's not going to be a surprise for close listeners to the show. But I'm I'm saying that this year is going to be the year of new uh, which is a thing I had kind of trialed and started thinking about in my previous season review in September when I came back after that summer, and I mentioned it on the show at some point. Uh, but I've been toying around with with this idea for the upcoming year, and in some ways I don't like it because it doesn't quite strike at the heart of what I'm doing, but I, I can't come up with a better way to summarize in my own mind like what what is it that i'm aiming for in the same way that the year of less was also like a kind of a terrible description of what was actually occurring but in my mind seemed like the right label uh so th- this year is is going to be the year of new that's the theme new what i don't know mike th- this is this has come about because like i i was aware that when i was doing the year of less like one of the things i was trying to do is pull myself out of the business to try and free up some of my time for possibly other things. And the year of less was incredibly successful. And I feel like the year of less is now just going to be the life of less. this, This is a thing that I feel like I have internalized and is now part of my decision making process. Like I'm really aware when I'm thinking about projects, I think of them all in terms of the year of less and about ability to hand them off, or when would they finish uh, in a way that I just didn't a year and a half ago before I really started this. So that has been very much internalized. But 2016 for me, it was a funny year because it was a really successful year for me. But it also felt like even though I was removing myself from the business and gaining back some time i didn't feel like i was amalgamating that additional time into anything new like i wasn't necessarily doing anything with that time that that wasn't just like more administration work like or something else and so I'm I'm aware with the Year of New that what I'm trying to do and what I actually spent a, a bunch of um, my seasonal review planning for and, and setting up is trying to amalgamate a bunch of that time into more useful batches that give me the opportunity to do other stuff in any form. And so some of these, like, I don't have a, a very clear plan here it's just like I have a list of personal projects and some side projects that I have wanted to work on for a long time but in 2016 essentially made very little progress on because I wasn't really using the additional time gained in blocks in in a useful way so that's something that's on my mind I'm also just aware of with the year of new part of what I'm trying to do is Align my working calendar with my wife's working calendar so that when she is not working, I can also be there more. And so we can have the possibility of doing something new, like maybe traveling somewhere, which usually when she has off, unless it's the summer, I would always find myself just too busy to really go away somewhere else. So there's a lot of things for me that are in this label. But it's r- related to just trying out new things and some novel experiences. Like, this is this is all for me what I'm thinking of is, like, the year of new. Year of new stuff.
0: Does year of new mean year of more?
1: I think the time tracking will have to show that, right? Because there's, I've just realized, that there's, like, a bias effect when you do things that are different than what you normally do your your brain tends to think of these things as taking up more time or like you're being really busy and i was just i'm i'm aware of like wanting to a little bit break out of like the 2016 routine that i was in like, like there were just there were like a lot of scheduled times and and like one project right after another and so it's just it's trying to give me more additional time by rearranging like when is my free time when is my work time in terms of more like I don't know if there will be any more public facing projects like I'm not sure if anybody who who follows me would feel like oh wow look at this cornucopia of things that gray is is producing like this one feels much less business related and it's much more personal uh, and this that is, makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Th- this is why like there's, you know, there's always trade-offs in life and this is, this is like, it took a lot of thinking about and, and planning for and, and setting this up. So this is one of these cases where it's like, well, I am going to have to take some work and energy out of the business and redirect it to the personal. If this is, if this is going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, I would say this is much more of a personal one than it is like a, it's not, like, the year of starting a whole bunch of new businesses, all of which are going to be public. Like, that is not what the year of new is.
0: That makes more sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of these things, like, it's, it's interesting talking out loud to someone about it, because I'm realizing how hard it is for me to articulate what in my head seems like a, a clear path, an idea. But it... it when the words come out, it is not as sharp as something like the year of less, mm-hmm. where there's, there's a very clear goal and this is this is what I am aiming for. But so the year of new, it's a bit more vague than last year, but that's what my theme is.
0: We gotta talk about Evanna. Why? Why, Mike? Because whilst Cortexmas is usually a time of relaxation, a time of winding down for all. Evernote decided to take Cortexmas and go in the exact opposite direction. They had a very, very busy Cortexmas period.
1: A very successful Cortexmas period, I'm sure. Uh,
0: (laughs) It depends on your metrics. So in uh, in kind of mid-December, there was a big brouhaha with Evernote and privacy. Mm -hmm. So they changed their privacy policy to cater for some new features. And the idea was that Evernote would start using the one that is machine learning um, as a way to help them create kind of new new features and new technology so Mm -hmm. that they would be kind of using the information that you put into your notes to make suggestions to you and to kind of make your experience better.
1: Machine learning. Machine learning. You have to add it to every project. Everything.
0: Neural networks. Yeah. If you haven't got a neural network, there's no point.
1: Take your product, whatever it is, sprinkle a little AI on it. It'll be much better. That's how those investment
0: monies come in. Yeah. However, the policy that Evernote revised and created stated that employees, Evernote employees would be periodically checking people's notes to ensure Mm -hmm. that the machine was doing the right thing, that it was categorizing them correctly. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad enough because it was automatically opting everybody in. But -hmm. the worst part was it explicitly stated in the privacy policy... You cannot opt out of our employees looking at your content. Yeah. The internet basically
1: set itself on fire over this. Yeah, which, which I don't blame people about. Rightly so. Because, again, your, your service is marketed as essentially like a brain. <laughs> like, he, yeah. here is your digital brain. Just put everything you ever want to remember into this thing.
0: And it is very rare that a privacy policy is so explicit in telling you what it's going to do.
1: Yeah, usually they're a bit more vague about what's going to happen.
0: They're just like, no, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So Evernote then went kind of on a a tumble. um, As at first they kind of said, don't worry, everything's anonymized. So, you know, they're not going to know who the note belongs to. This didn't change people's anger, right? Which I kind of guess is not the point. It's not the point that they can say, oh, this note belongs to Mike. It's like, these are are my things. Like, you shouldn't be reading them.
1: Yeah. And also, whenever a company talks about their data being anonymized, you know, I've seen enough examples of how trivial it is to de-anonymize the data. Yeah. And then, and also it's like, do you have your own name in your own note? (laughs) Right? Like, are you anonymizing that? Like, did... So, did somebody read the note to make sure it was adequately anonymous before redacting it?
0: Because I could literally have a note in my Evernote which had your personal information in.
1: Right. Yeah. I could have saved
0: your address, your phone number, and your name into an Evernote note. Right. Because of their business card app that they had, (laughs) which saved notes. Right. Anywho, uh, eventually, after a few days of just a torrent of feedback Mm -hmm. Evernote backtracked on all of this they published a blog post saying that they would stop this initiative and spoke about how privacy is at the center of what they do Mm -hmm. and that they will be further revising their privacy policy to strengthen this in the future Um, they are now going to push ahead with their machine learning program but without employees looking at notes unless Mm. you explicitly opt in Mm. now
1: yeah, I'll be sure to do that.
0: I still am not completely like confident and comfortable with this because my expectation is this opt-in will be a little box that pops up and it's like, hey, would you like machine learning? Mm, mm-hmm. And then you go, hell yeah, I would. But then it's like, tick to say you accept the privacy policy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that privacy policy is that you can let people look at it. No company should ever automatically opt-in anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. Never. Good or bad. You should always... Because any automatic opt-in feels like there's something bad behind it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because that's why that's why it's an auto opt-in. Right? It's like, we just want to move right past this as quickly as possible.
0: Then Evernote released Evernote 8. Evernote
1: 8 is a full overhaul of the iOS app. Is it, though? <laughs> is it, though, <laughs> This Mike? is what
0: they're saying!
1: Because <laughs> here's my review of Evernote 8. Evernote 8 it's less green. Yeah. That, it's that's it's it. the
0: Evernote you always
1: knew and there are now colors to make your text. Yeah, yeah it's, it's... I mean, I, I saw that there was, a you know, I, because, you know, you know how, like, when a company gets acquired now, your response is like, oh, no. I, I I I saw Evernote 8 in the developer notes in the update on my phone and they're like, all new version of Evernote. And I was like, oh, here we go again, right? Like, it's, it's another all new update and updated it, opened it, took a look, and I have to say was actually quite relieved that it was not another just like tremendous radical redesign of the whole thing. But then I was baffled by this this huge like press campaign about how different it is. It's like this thing seems essentially exactly the same. You just took out all the green. Right now there's just yep. a little little green buttons, but if I want to file a note if i want to categorize anything it's just as much of a pain in the ass as it always was it's like okay well you're the same app evernote Uh, you know whatever that's my review
0: (laughs) i I will say it does feel a little bit quicker like one of my main problems with evernote is it took so long to do anything like you would press on a button and it felt like it took longer than it should to open the note and I've played around of it a little because, like, mm-hmm. I've completely moved on from Evernote. Like, mm-hmm. I use it for nothing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, just pressing the plus button to open a new note does feel quicker. Now, there's a there's a really uh, interesting Wired article about all of this, and they spend an incredible amount of time of this in this article talking about their machine learning. Mm-hmm. But it does it in a way that all companies talk about machine learning, which drives me bonkers. Everything is what machine learning could do for right, you right, in yeah. the future. Google are driving me mad at this right now. Like every presentation they have, they talk about Google Assistant. And they show these videos, which are amazing, but it doesn't do any of this stuff. It's like this yeah. is what Google Assistant could do in the future. Right, yeah. So, like, this article talks about how, like, soon you might be able to take a photo of a whiteboard after a meeting, stick it in Evernote, and the app will automatically pull out action items and add them to your to-do list. That would be amazing.
1: When it does it, if ever.
0: But, like, I could say that. Like, just so you know, like, in the future, machine learning will be applied to Cortex and we'll do all of your thinking for you.
1: It's true. It's true. That's how that it's going to happen. Work.
0: Yeah. I really, I just love that. Like, a big part of their redesign wasn't the redesign. Like, Evernote Eight was going to be about like laying the foundations of machine learning, mm-hmm. but like three weeks before, they like burned that bridge with everyone. <laughs> and they're saying like, yeah. oh, in in this like big piece, like it's a big like kind of like a big editorial piece with Wired, and they're like, talking about how like they need access to our data, and they promise to be transparent. You ruined it, like. We've spent a lot of time talking about Evernote because I think it is one of the products that, like, I would say maybe of all of the apps that we use, a large portion of our listener base uses just because they've been around for so long.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Evernote has been around for forever. It's like
0: ten years or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like I remember using Evernote very early on in my bank career. Like, you know, so it was like a good like ten, twelve years ago, something like that. Now. So, like, there is a chance that, like, you've either used it or you're using it, but like at this point, they are just—they are like the old elephant.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this—the other reason the company is sort of interesting is—is this, is this discussion around it being like the first dead unicorn? Uh, you know, this—this this idea of like, this is a company that a ton of venture money has been poured into, that did incredible expanding and that's had this very long period of seeming like it had no idea what it was doing. you know as the joke goes, busy selling socks, right. When nobody mm-hmm. cared uh, that they've, the company has like downsized. So I think like, it's an interesting thing to, especially because like everyone, it seems fundamentally like such a simple thing. I know we've discussed it before, but I'm just like baffled at why they have all of these offices and so many employees and all of this, this other stuff. So I think it's, it's it an, interesting company uh to discuss it's uh, obviously like it's a thing that i want to succeed because i'm tied to it i have nowhere else to go so it has to uh but it is it's frustrating and and sort of weird to see like the privacy policy thing was obviously very upsetting and it's like okay i'm glad you backtracked but it's concerning that this was a this was your idea in the first place yeah and the, like, brand new Evernote 8, which is exactly the same, but with promises of machine learning, it feels like, are these the new socks? Like, are I, I have a hard time imagining that, like, the the best machine learning people in the world, when they think of where they're going to work, Evernote is the first place on their list of, of where they might want to work. Like, it's, it's a very... It just feels weird. It feels weird. It feels like you're making a bunch of promises. And it's like, what well, I don't want to see Evernote are promises. Like, I want to, I want to see this thing like work really well. And I'd like to be able to file notes in a convenient way on my iPad. It was just still just infuriating. It's like a, and again, this is my own particular use of Evernote, but I, I never open up Evernote and add a note that way. I'm always using the share sheet and sending something to Evernote and then dealing with it later. Uh, but Evernote is one of the, like, the very few apps where I feel like I have to go to my Mac to do a bunch of stuff in any kind of timely fashion because I don't want to tap 10,000 times to sort my notes. Uh, but that was the first thing I checked when I opened that app. Like, oh, can I categorize stuff more easily? Nope. I will be curious, though, to see if in this update... It finally does the thing which supposedly is a feature of the pro service, which is the ability to download all of your notes onto your device. And I've had that toggled, like, download everything, please. I've had that toggled on all of my devices. Never works. (laughs) Never works. (laughs) Not ever which is a great thing to discover. Like when you're flying on an airplane, you want to look through a bunch of notes for a project that you're working on. It's like, oh, they're not here. Or the, the notebooks that it does download, my absolute favorite thing is by download, it means downloads the text, but no attachments. Like, oh, okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. So I'll be curious to see if that actually works this time around, but I haven't had a time to test that out, let alone give it time to actually download the thousands and thousands of notes that I have. I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for me too, Mike.
0: Like, you're just stuck now. Like, you've tried everything. You're just stuck with you stuck with them.
1: Yeah. Microsoft OneNote, people, please don't recommend it to me again. I, I, if I haven't been able to explain to you yet why it's not useful for me, I'm not going to achieve that. Just please don't recommend it anymore. I'm fully aware it doesn't work for me, but thanks.
0: Oh, I have a recommendation for you. Oh, what is it, Mike? Microsoft made this app. It's called OneNote. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it does what you need.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it does, except for the parts that I need.
0: You're not using it right.
1: Yeah, that's it. I'm holding it wrong. Use one note better. Yeah, that's a great solution.
0: <laughs> so during Cortexmas, the Cortex subreddit, um, were keeping themselves entertained uh, whilst the show was, was having its seasonal break. And uh, I, I there were a couple of things that popped out to me that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm one of them is a google doc which was created by this the reddit user doctor open mind where they are going through the show and they're up to episode 37 and they're going through and writing out the things that they have learned from the show <laughs> but they're not like completely as you would expect them to be mhm so like mm-hmm. there are lessons in there but there are also, like, pieces of information about us. Like, mm-hmm. for example, how to be more productive. Gray feels more productive if he works while the dishwasher or the laundry machine are working. It's true. It's, it's true things, but they're, like, weird things. It's kind of, uh, like, a it's an interesting thing to, like, look through this document and see, like, what did this person pick out?
1: Yeah, no, this is really fun to see. It's, it's like, somebody's personal trip through cortex. And making notes as they go along about various things. Uh, so yeah, I think this, this is definitely something to just take a little look through. it's It's very interesting to see what somebody else gets out of the show. Uh, and it's a it's a lot of work to compile it all together into this big document. Uh, but I definitely I definitely was interested to flip through the pages and see what they were getting out of the various episodes.
0: And also there is something that which I have I have wished for for a long time. And it's finally (laughs) happened. Somebody has taken a part of our show and created an animation. (laughs) And they picked a great moment, which was actually in episode 37, where we're talking about stickers in iOS 10. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I have watched this video three times, and I find new hilarious things in it every time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to put it in the show notes. I really recommend people watch it. The animation style is like super weird in like a great way. Um it really reminds me of Grade A under A. I
1: could see I can see that. I could see that. Yeah. Because
0: it's like super bare bones but full of inside jokes, and everything is written in comic sans.
1: <laughs> which which I love. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a fun little animation to look at. It's very Microsoft Paint yep. style looking. And the thing that I'm aware of is is the person who put it together. They spent a ton of time on it because, as someone who's done animation, like I'm, I'm always just so aware of all of the cuts and all of the changes that have to happen on the screen. And the video is so fast in some places. So is this is is a huge amount of work. Uh, but I have to say, I, I I really enjoyed it, and it was uh, it was very funny to hear that little segment of you and me talking about you sending me stickers with like dopey music playing underneath it the whole time right it just it it made the thing very entertaining so it looked like a fun cortexmas project for someone and listeners should check it out